after party where uh, I had planned to talk about my bathroom cleaning techniques for the majority of this episode, but instead we have or rather a lot more to talk about than I initially realized. No, I want to do that. Let's do that instead. So top down, you always go. Uh, I mean, step number one, go to the gym or do a walk or get your outside, get your sweat on. Yeah. Come home. You have a little protein laden snack. Maybe a hard boiled egg. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe like a little bit of peanut butter on a multigrain cracker, whatever. Yeah. You get your cleaning supplies together. You put on your jams. You open a window for proper ventilation because fumes are bad for you. As many windows as possible. Yeah. yeah. Put on that fan. Get that cross breeze. Yeah. This is the thing. Most bathrooms don't have windows, though. Like Outside of New York City, most bathrooms have either windows or a ventilation fan. I feel like the bathroom in my house was always like the tornado warning place. <laughs> oh, no. And my, my current bathroom does not have any windows either. Point being, you get those endorphins, you get those jams, you boogie down, you clean your bathroom, and then take a nice shower. And oh, wait, not only is your house clean, you're, you're clean. clean. Yo. Yo. It's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anyone can be truly clean after cleaning a frat uh, bathroom. Yeah. I, as much as I don't want to play into the frat houses are gross stereotype, I love that these these guys are really intellectual and, and lovely and supportive of each other. But centaurs, man, I get it now. <laughs> I also I want to say that this is another labor from Ev, and this is just like I left out a bunch of exposition that there is just wild in here. This was so incredibly detailed, and I'm so happy that I got to bring the horse house to life. I also want to say that he came up with horse even before horse launch, so this was not me. I promise. Okay, okay. Hey, Eric, can you tell me how centaurs shower? <laughs> I can't because tell you. Can. Because I will tell you that's not in the episode. I know, but it is now in uh you know, I we need to release these, I think, as some as um modules. I think we're gonna do that eventually. So keep an eye out. You can read all this stuff and come up with your own world building, but this is some pretty wild stuff. I'm happy about it. Tell me how they shower. Do you want you want to hear it? Tell me how they shower. Oh, okay. I sure do. So it turns out that you might have wondered that why the showers were not in the bathroom in the basement. Turns out that the showers are in the backyard, which is a walled-in stone space with several shower heads and a drain in the floor. Indoor showers don't really work for centaurs, and they tend to shower in groups since colthood because they can't reach most of their horse bodies by themselves. And I guess they don't have like multiple shower head, glass enclosed, like rainfall not, showers. Not in a frat house, you don't. Definitely no, not. That's, that's true. In centaur culture, group showering ends once you're married and have a partner to shower with. <laughs> though men and women separately will get together and group shower for special occasions. What? It's like public baths sort of thing. I, I want like to know that. so much about which special occasions merit a group shower. Is it like <laughs> a bridal 4th. party? Is it like July 4th? Is it like a bar mitzvah? Like bar what is mitzvah. it? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So Ev put a lot of fun Easter eggs about like centaur culture in this one, which I wasn't really able to explore. There's also stuff about horse, which I wasn't able to say. Do you want to know where they went on spring break? Yeah. Yes. Cancun. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I'm not happy. 
I'm so happy. That was so oh, good. Oh, so beautiful. It's extremely okay. good. So that's some of the other stuff here. Uh, thank you to the patrons whose names that I used. I think it was Doug McHugh, Joe. Vanjor is one that we came up with. And Onion was a... Uh, oh, so, Onion was something you made up in your brain? Yeah, Onion was one something that Ev came up with. His nickname was Onion. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, Joe... Is it because he was so stinky? Or as Amanda said, many layers. Many he layers. has many layers. Yeah, so thank you to uh, Doug McHugh and Joe for lending your names. And for all two listeners that have not watched RuPaul's Drag Race, this past season on Drag Race 10, there was a contestant who, when they eliminate somebody, they just like walk back up off the runway and then typically pause at the top of the runway to give a little wave or to, you know, whatever, give a fun kind of final pose but the first person this season as she walked back up the runway her name was miss vanji and she went vanji miss vanji holy shit like, it's hauntingly as she holy left shit. like that did she murder everyone afterwards no she just left she's apparently a lovely person but it was instantly That's like spooky mimetic like people no instantly kidding. get into a meme and then for the rest of the season occasionally another judge would lean over and whisper in rupaul's ear vanji and she would cry off her makeup <laughs> and need to stop filming <gasps> oh, it was yeah. so funny it's excellent oh my god so, i'm gonna do uh, the next time i leave a job just yeah. do it. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. As soon as I leave Brandon. my current job, I'm going to walk out and just be like, Vanjie. Why would you not say Eric? Vanjie. <laughs> no, still Vanjie. Silver. And considering that Eric, Ev, and I have a RuPaul's Drag Race group watch live text thread, <laughs> it made me very happy that that made it in. That's hilarious. Good. I love it. God, I love this module. Do you guys want to hear the other stuff that could have happened to you in the bathroom? Yes. Absolutely. Yes, that table is very good. Okay, so is a basilisk one of them or all of them? <laughs> it's actually all of them oh, with basilisk. Good. I what, a nerf yeah, them. and at what point do the centaurs carry <gasps> away? What if the shadow is the true basilisk? <laughs> nice, Miss Norris's corpse. No, it was uh what's the name of the bad the bad person in the fifth book? Uh, Ludo Bagman. No. <laughs> All right, Shubes. No, uh, the the bad lady from the ministry that comes Umbridge. Oh, Umbridge. Umbridge, yeah. yeah. I take Umbridge. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so if I had rolled a one, nothing happens. Nice. Which I did not roll. If I rolled a two, you guys would have lost your footing and I had to roll dexterity saves. And then if you failed, you would have fallen into a pile of poo. Oh nope. my God, I would have died. No, 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 you would have been afflicted with filthiness. So while filthy, you get disadvantage while cleaning and then it could have been cured by prestidigitation or by tracy's sudsy gun this is so sweet i love this idea so much it's such a good idea i love it okay so for four what happened inara had to cut herself out of her hazmat suit but um since it was the end of the fight we wanted to do something different but if you vomited you would have vomited back into the bathroom and then the bathroom would have regained dirtiness health so i would have rolled 1d6 and gotten that back if I roll five, uh, just being in the room is debilitating to the soul, and you have to roll charisma saving throws, and you get one d six damage. Snap Accurate. out of it, man! Slap. This is such a good metaphor for like depression and self care. You know the difficulty of it, but also the necessity of it. Mm-hmm. Two and three. Uh, two. I I just read three yeah. was existential dread. Four you did, and then six was the constitution saving throws. Got it. Yeah. Nice. Um, and yeah, I mean, if there were other people in the room, it could have went a little bit differently. But uh, Tracy scared off Onion, and McHugh and Joe just did not care. I did think about blowing my help horn to see if I could get any cleaning helpers, oh but I didn't God. think it would have worked. No, that <laughs> would, would not have helped, <laughs> believe me. Excellent. I have a question. Is that help horn actually an item with any magical properties, or is it just a horn? Well, I'm I, asking Eric, not Brand. <laughs> I did create a bunch of birds, so <laughs> it does happen, live show. 
Oh, right. No, it's, right. It's, a, it's, a, it's supposed to like gather your forces near you, but it's only if you can hear it. Like it's just and a, it's just a horn, okay. but it's In a very loud horn. Okay, yeah. okay. That Brandon loves to use at all times. Yeah. Hey, Anari used a patch on her cloak. Oh my god! Finally, God, this is from Arc One. It is. I really wanted to save it for a situation where I thought we needed it. I almost did the door patch when we were in the cave trying to get toward the bone whale. Yeah. But ended up not needing it. I didn't know what was going to happen, but it was bad enough that I was ready to do it, and I thought yeah. it was very fun. No, it was, I think very it was a good call. Speaking of that, of badness, what was the elemental thing we were fighting? So this is actually a reskinned version of a new elemental in Tome of Foes. This was the air elemental Myrmidon. So this is like when magicians conjure elementals to inhabit suits of armor and like they exist in it. And it's like a stronger version of the elementals from the regular monster manual. So I reflavored it as shadow and gave it susceptibility to radiant damage but it had some pretty dope stats i mean it has a flail and there's like an extra sort of like strike like a paladin's divine smite uh so you got a bunch of extra shadow damage but then i tried to recharge it i couldn't recharge it so you just kind of got fucked up there in the beginning well i i studied myself from it yeah you fought off the frightenedness, which yeah. was good but like you oh, really and then i frightened the myself and then yeah. you decided yeah. to be claustrophobic <laughs> and then tracy's claustrophobic this is canon tracy is now claustrophobic there you go listen it's real they robbed oh, your ability yeah. to act and i think that makes a lot of sense yeah i do like that you were able to um you were still able to run away which i was able to only with anara's confidence in me yeah god fucking vanjor though coming up with that Picking the number. That's two nat twenties in a row for our intrepid DM. In a cra- in a row. I don't even. But, I've never rolled that well ever in my entire life. You know, we see lots of examples of our good rolls messing up your intentions for us. It was fun to see your own rolls messing up your <laughs> intentions for yourself. Yeah, that was on me. It was absolutely my fault. And just poor Brandon with his rolling. I don't know, man. I Look, love the sawbone. I this bought... is like classic. This is I put this in your hands to see what would happen. It's very good. I bought two new sets of dice. And I have one set that I was given at the live show. Thank you, Sarah. And hate to say it, still roll badly. I think it's a like it's a problem I have. Is there like a dice doctor I can go to? I mean I wouldn't ask fish because he is apparently a purveyor of darkness uh. <laughs> yeah mr darkness well, what were you okay. thinking well uh, well first on the dice thing you are not treating your dice right just letting them lay on whatever number and just not caring about them you're causing your own bad rolls that's you <laughs> judgy yeah, <laughs> very judgy sounds... and then the whole idea in my head is that johnny is like really tired of just doing the one thing and for a while he's been playing around with the shadow a bit and believing a little more in the fact that there needs to be a balance just because there needs to be a balance doesn't mean it's okay that right now it seems like there's more shadow in the world than light so clearly light needs to be spread but you know a cool tool uh, for when times where you need to like dim the room a little bit would be nice you know like a like a nice little lamp that was like acted as a dimmer let me read you the prophecy (laughs) Harbinger of darkness. Here's the thing, Johnny. Bring a new era of night. Here's the thing, Johnny has in his lantern and basically in his interactions, a like, the undying light is not like the most friendly, happy person. It's it's you know, Johnny interprets it that way. But there has to be a balance between the light and dark because the dark is manipulative, but the light is manipulative in the way that all gods are when they're like the good god, where they do nothing and just like hang out. Until like you're like, hey, do something. There's bad stuff happening, and they're just like, nah. 
hence why Johnny has to do stuff. And meanwhile, the shadow is like, ooh, let's do things. Um, but the good news, at least for me, I think I got something good out of it. Shadow's outside of the lantern now, so I'm hopefully no longer going to have to roll to see if I mess up. <laughs> we'll Eric, Eric is uh, not speaking and slowly shaking his head. His maybe. head. <laughs> we'll see, bud. We'll see. I was honestly just hoping that I would be able to get a second lantern and I would have two lanterns. Two double fist lanterns. One that just kind of like I. Like uh, pounding those artificial darknesses. Like those artificial <laughs> those darknesses. Arty darks. Arty darks. Very funny that that is the name I fully made up. <laughs> I thought it was. Isn't that a spell, artificial darkness? It's just darkness. Okay. I thought just it was like, like a daylight. spell. And I was like, oh, I mean, that's a funny spell. Oh, wait. Natural, okay. natural so light. Natural light, natty light. So artificial darkness. Already dark. Already dark. Um, Already dark's a pretty good name for a frat And just in general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to leave that candle alone. I was going to do something. Uh, we were talking and it was like, maybe take the candle. But I'm like, uh, they'll activate the door to close. Probably. Let's light it. See what happens. I don't think Tracy's going to be thrilled with the fact that you almost brought in a new era of darkness. I don't think I don't that would have I mean, we don't know what I, the consequences are. I really are. don't think that would have, like... No, but we read the prophecy. I'm going to read it again. The Retainer of the Destroyer of Stars. Capital R Retainer. Capital R Retainer. So that would be the Retainer being Alonzo because he's destroying stars and we're retained to him. Go on. The one foretold to come. I don't know. Maybe the Book of Things to Come. Something in there. The reader of all tongues. Johnny. I can read. The bearer of the cursed lamp. I Johnny. Lamp that's cursed. The wielder of light and darkness. I Johnny. Johnny. Triumphant over the aged trials. I guess because we did those trials just now. The labors. This gift shall be yours. Now there's no gift, which is rude. Honestly, it's very rude. To aid the harbinger of darkness. So to help someone. The gift to is to help... be able. The gift is to be able to aid the harbinger of darkness to bring a new era of night. And honestly, that's kind of what we're doing. You see, Alonzo is turning off these stars, which means darkness, and. I don't see anything wrong with like messing around with this. I wasn't going to leave it alone. Oh, as a player, I'm glad I, that you did it. But I as mean, a you Tracy, but as a Tracy, no, I think absolutely he... not. Johnny was not going to leave it alone. This has like clues to his whole religion thing. He's going to mess with it. Well, now you don't have it, unfortunately. Yeah, that's the unfortunate. I think part. we'll see next time. Well, it doesn't matter. It's it's snuffed out, and with it, hopefully, the shadow that pisses me off. Who's Who to say? say? Who's to yeah. say? Who can say? Look at you sound like Zayle every time you say that. Who can say? <laughs> Who knows? Who can say? Well, yeah, I'm glad we have another prophecy moving it a little bit forward. And everyone out there and everyone in here, you guys can just think about what could happen next. Well, I guess we will see what is to come on this front. But now let's go to some listener questions. This is a really interesting one. I hadn't thought about this in a really long time. This one's from Aaron. I've got an oddly specific question. What made you guys decide on a D8 as part of your logo? Was it the most aesthetically pleasing polyhedron for you? Or is there more to it than that? Great question, Erin. So our very, very talented designer, Allison Wakeman. Art mom. Art, art mom. mom. What up? Multitude art mom. She's on Twitter at Allison Kate. She is outstanding and her credits are in every episode if you want to go look her up. But she came up with lots of different options for our logo. One of them was more traditional, like overhead shot of a table with like cards and dice and people's hands and definitely the sort of like friends sitting around a table version. Um, <laughs> you might say it's friends at 
a table. Oh damn! Oh, that was taken. Oh, guys, you should you should. Oh my god, we spent so many hours trying to think of a name for this podcast. Oh, Every D and D pun has been taken. Every single one, and it was creative producer Connor McLaughlin Connor. who ended up coming up with the phrase "join the party," which I love. But Allison, her initial version of this logo had a different dice. It was it was like it's a D twelve or D twenty. Yeah, and. I wanted it to be like an Easter egg for people who know what a D8 looks like so that they can look at the thing and be like, oh my God, wait, is that, oh my God, D&D, but not something that people who aren't already RPG nerds, you know, would look at and be like, nah, that's kind of not for me. Our whole thing is inviting new people into the show. So it kind of looks like an atom. It kind of looks like a universe, you know, it's like an interesting and pleasing shape. But if you're in the know, you know what's there. Yeah, we had a lot of just creative discussions around every little point in the very beginning of this pre-production because we wanted to find that balance between welcoming longtime D&Ders, not excluding them, but also a lot of the scariness of new people for D&D comes in the fact that you don't know the glossary, you don't know the vocabulary, you don't know the imagery, the inside jokes kind of thing. So we wanted to make sure that we weren't perpetual, like the stereotype stuff. Yeah, those two cues when you're looking at the art of the podcast, the first is a picture of a D20, and the other one is a pun using the phrase Dungeons and Dragons or Critical. Right. So we wanted to try to move away from both of those things while still referencing it. I mean, party is something a little bit to the side, and the D8 is a little bit to the side. And I think it also matches our aesthetic. Like, we are story-first podcast. Like, if it didn't have this specific rule system, it would still function almost perfectly as well it's a nod to D. that's what we do we sort of nod to D, but we do our own thing we make we straddle a lot of different genre lines and sort yeah. of follows our personal aesthetic i mean that's how we describe the show is an audio drama told through the rules of dungeons and dragons so that's why i like that the dice are like orbiting something bigger in our logo and i like that it's pink i like that our colors are are not traditionally masculine and they're not traditionally the wizards of the coast black and red allison heard us talk about all this stuff and she transformed it into some really compelling choices we should go back and look at the old ones we were all really torn we really didn't know which one to they're decide. still in there i go in yeah. there occasionally <laughs> oh yeah I, I hung them up at my desk at work and just looked at them for like two weeks before we decided that's what we one. did too yeah oh adorable Everybody I also like to work together. Sweet. <laughs> My favorite thing about the logo has always been the background texture. Oh, yeah. It sort of has yes, this. Yes, yes, It has a texture to it almost that's like distressed, vengeance destroyed, and it sort of gives us a little bit of darkness to the logo that I always find appealing. That's like, join the party, bright, vibrant. We're going to have this fun game, but there's also Ooh, this but wait. little bit something behind it. And it's like destroyed text, too. I've always yeah. tried reading it because there's some versions of like the banner that you can get into and kind of look zoom in and try to read it i still have no idea what it says <laughs> i think our transcriber nicole texted me the letters the other day and was trying to figure out what the anagram was <laughs> it was good thanks allison art mom we couldn't do it without you literally art mom can i stay up till 10 art mom would say yes art mom can i have gushers <laughs> no my, my mom wouldn't let me have gushers mine either gushers kind of look like dice they do oh, crunch <laughs> if you put a dice between two gushers it's a crunch sandwich oh that's dangerous that's so scary (laughs) you guys want to hear another question yes Yes. this one is from sally hi sally you're great on twitter and on our discord hi sally hi question for the whole gang what are your top three ability scores and what are their values do you have any dump stats here's here i have an idea to twist this around yes we have to score the other people okay i think fish high charisma walking to a party oh wait where's fish oh in the middle talking to everybody it's great (laughs) he's on a stage where did he get a spotlight? Wait. Why is there a banjo? Why is there a microphone? Yeah. 
a microphone came down from the ceiling. It's like an old boxing announcer. How did he get a, such a big poof in his hair? Rips his shirt off. There's a tux underneath. Whoa! <laughs> but it's not showing enough chest hair. And then he rips his tux off. And then you rub the towel yes, on the yes, yes, yes. Amanda has very high wisdom and intelligence. And I agree with high survival. There is no one more prepared than Amanda in any situation. Yeah, I feel like she's just always... I have a phone charger. You need one? You have a bag of holding. You have a real (laughs) bag of holding. I do. You have a backpack that is not... That should not carry nearly as much as it does. I'm good at packing. Like, Hufflepuffs are good at finding. Griffin Claws are good at packing. (laughs) (laughs) That's the correct answer. I think Brandon has high insight. You're a very good listener and a good asker of questions. And when I have a quandary, you're one of the people I go to. You always know when I'm lying. I also have the bad... trick is you're always lying. Yeah, I'm always lying. <laughs> that's why. And I would give you uh, high intelligence as well. Oh, thank you. Actually, maybe it would be profession. You say for... Arcana. <laughs> is audio editing Arcana? I think so. I think yeah. it must be. Audio mixing is the seventh magic type. Well, you don't go to school for it. You just it's like a ritual. You, you channel it. You're yes. an audio sorcerer. Yes. Yeah. That's you and Misha are both audio sorcerers. We had to give us a the... little piece of our soul, but well, so then you're a warlock. Don't worry about yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Demonic. Uh, yeah. yeah, I got you. I think Eric's high persuasion also. No one can get mm-hmm. a person excited about a thing like Eric can. Hey, this one comes from Katie, who is our Discord mod. Hi, Katie. Hi, Katie. Hi. Hello. I've got a heckin' after-party question for y'all. <laughs> is there any way we could bribe you all to do a couple bonus apps where Amanda and Brandon and Fish take turns as the DM? Eric, I love you forever, but I think these could be very fun bonuses, and I would love to hear you in any player capacity. Yeah, guys. Here's where I'm scared. Yeah, guys. Tell me. I've now played with Eric as a player character many times. Oh, come on. I can't believe you actually believe this. His characters are... Extremely good. Bold. Extremely good (laughs) and good for role-playing. Divisive. (laughs) <laughs> Very, I think divisive is a good word. You are just referencing they fucking are, no, video it's James. Not, not even video James. They well, are that's something hard to wrangle is what I'll say. You're a cool ranch Doritos Locos Tacos. <laughs> You're a bold flavor and you have a crunch that just can't be missed. I think it's wild how you two are saying this to me. <laughs> you're really say it's because I'm scared as a DM, not because they're bad. <laughs> I'm not scared. Bring it on. As a DM, you are the master of the universe, and I'm ready for that kind of responsibility and power. Sounds like a great Patreon goal. I don't know. Maybe if we hit our current one, that could be in the cards. Maybe. There are some holidays coming up. We could definitely do that. Yeah. I would love to be a player character. Please, let's do this. I want to see Amanda DM. I want to see Amanda DM very badly. I do, too. All right, y'all. Before we go on to the next trial. Let's the check final it. trial. The final trial. The final labor. It's the labyrinth, right? The labyrinth of Dawnrise. Ah. Let's Uh-oh. do a check-in. Where are we? Where's your health? Where's your spell slots? Where are you, my friend? I am at 19 hit points. Oops. He had 18 before, but now he's up one. What's your max? 81. There you go. You, you want to give the, like, out of so that you feel the oomph. Because so 19 I do... ain't bad, really. Yes, it is. It's terrible. No, it's not. So I do have rage, which effectively doubles it if I need to, but and I also have a health potion that can give me 10 hit points back, and I have a sawbone, which I can use once per day or once per encounter, whatever it is. Yeah, once per encounter. So I want to heal myself up before we go, but yeah, I'm a little worried. I have no spell slots. Yikes. I am only down a little bit. I have 45 out of 56 health points. Oh, good. Um, but I'll I put also, you in front of me. <laughs> yeah, but I also have a 10 HP health potion that I'm, I'm happy to give to you if need be. 
If it works. I hope it works. Oh, yeah. What if it's a trick potion? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a real potion. These are just Werewolves! Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I turn into a wave of raccoon. I have a lot of artificial darkness beer. And, and, and how that... many hit points, bud? Oh, sorry. I'm at 24 out of 70. Ooh. Um, getting closer to that searing vengeance time. And then spell slots, I used one of my level ones, which leaves me with three. I still have a level two and a level three. Cool. Which is the level three. I can only do daylight anyway. How's Derek? Derek's doing good. He uh, has level 12 spells. Weird. So weird. And he's looking fine. Infinity HP. Wow. He's really OP. I really hate Derek. Yeah, Derek uh, really works hard to make us not like him. Yeah. Derek's in my own, he's in my other game, my other podcast. It's called My Other D&D Podcast. Yeah, that's what it's called. It's called My Other D&D Podcast. Well, looks like I'm the the worst off here. I think Tracy's going to be not leading the charge anymore. We'll We'll figure it out. Just ask yourself. Ask yourself. I think this after party is over. I think we should ax ourselves if this after party Fish, is Fish, you over. don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> I don't know why you're axing me to leave. Thank you for joining us for another after party. If you want the chance to have your name be featured as, I don't know, a centaur bro or maybe a, you know, suit of armor that is deconstructed but then is illuminated by forces of light and or darkness, you can do that. You can join us as a supporter on Patreon. Oh, whoa, whoa really? I'm going to go do that right now. Hang on. Oh, yeah. No, it's great. And like, I don't know why else your name would be included in the podcast at all. But like, this is the way that you can get a chance (laughs) to enter our NPC lottery and have your name featured as an NPC. Um, There's also NPC backstories that Eric writes for every dang episode. Whenever we play, I I sort of in the back of my mind think like, oh, Ben, I wonder whose story we're going to hear. So it is a really lovely benefit as well as, of course, membership to our Discord. So if you are a patron already, consider upgrading for even more perks, including getting our episodes a whole day or more early. You get to discuss it in a special spoiler party legend channel. And of course, there's a chance to get physical stuff from us in the mail. We love selecting these things for our VIP level patrons, and it is super, super fun to do. That is all at patreon.com slash join the party pod. Dang, our Patreon sounds so good. I want to support my favorite creators. Listen, straight up, we've been doing this for more than a year. This is our, what, fifth story arc? Sixth? And it is so fun. It's also so much work. And your support is what allows us to keep going, to keep being excited, to keep leveling up the show, doing new merch, doing live shows, doing all kinds of extras. And we really, truly appreciate as much or as little as you can give a dollar an episode or if that's not possible for you, it's also super helpful to recommend the show to your friends. We are at Join the Party Pod on Twitter and Instagram. So you can tag us um, recommending to a friend or just text them and be like, hey, look, this is an awesome podcast. We have recaps available for previous episodes. They don't want to listen to the whole thing, though I don't know why people wouldn't. But that's at jointhepartypod.com slash recap. That's a great URL to pass along to people who are about to start the show. I think that is about all for now. Say bye, boys. Bye. See you later. Undying Shadow be with you. <gasps> oh no. Oh, it's different now. Wow. Oh! <laughs>